Hi, everybody. I'm back for 2023. And my first guest is Miles, who is the guitarist for Interloper and Voidbringer. He's also a bit of a gamer and seems to have recently acquired a kitten. But Miles, welcome. <laughs> thank you for joining me. As I'm yeah. not in my uh, usual area, I'm in New York. So thank you so much for being my first guest this year. My pleasure. I'm happy to be here. You've had a pretty interesting 24 hours, I guess, with uh, a new yeah. little <laughs> new yeah. little companion. Yeah, yeah. It's dropping uh dropping my friend off at his place and he's in a mobile home park, like a trailer park type thing. And there was a cat crying and I heard it crying and slowed down, jumped in. There's a little bit of back and forth de- debating on do I just leave this cat or not, you know? And then um it just slapped and I was like, Well, I'm fucked. I'm taking the cat home. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and then you started. I like that you did like a guitar test to see how if the cat would stay or not, and and it's staying. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I know some cats are. I mean, this cat it has to. I mean, like I was saying, like maybe yeah. I'm gonna keep an eye out to see if it is anyone's cat. But yeah, for sure. I mean, where it lives, it's really loud. You know, like where I, where I got it from. Um, super loud area. Tons of cars. I know there's like a couple people who play in bands around there, so it probably hears like drum kits. A full like heavy metal cat. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's kind of just. So what have you been up to? I know you kind of just got back from tour, right? Yeah, yeah. At this point, it's been two months. So. And what are you, are you working on? Anything at the moment, or are you just just relaxing since you've been? It's been pretty hectic, right? Yeah, sort of. Yes and no. So I've been writing some orchestral stuff. Um, I haven't really been feeling like any death metal type stuff. You know, and I've I've written a few. I have a few things. Don't get me wrong. I've written a few things, but I haven't had that feeling where I'm just like, yep, yep, yep. Let's keep going with this. Um, and so I've been working on that. I've been teaching a lot. Um, came home from the tour, haven't drank, which is good. And mm-hmm. um, you know, just trying to feel healthier. You know, and st- notice that tends to hold me back with some stuff. You know, it is major or minor as it might be. It's still like you know, I'm just I'm trying to have just super clear mind. Uh, teach really good lessons. Get all my work done clean up the space like i kind of just showed you it's not like a new year resolution or anything so i'm not really one for that um but an interesting point that you just said there was like having a clear and clean space and i think that and before we kind of um jumped on here we wanted to talk about add adhd organization all those types of things so i really feel like having a clean space is like a huge deal like i I really don't feel like I can be productive or creative. My energy seems to feel a bit better. So so do you feel like you are you have to have everything clean and ready to go before you sit down and start like to be productive and creative? Yeah, I like to have the clean space. It feels nice to work in. I don't like feeling crammed, but I mean, I've written and you know done a lot of good work in like totally disastrous spaces. So like it can be done, but I think there's this this like desire I have to have like a nice or like probably most people have to have like a nice clean space. It's pretty organized. Um, say like the creative side or anything like that, as much as it is like the practical side of it. So for example, shooting videos, like you can see behind me, people on the podcast can't, but like, now like this is a train wreck. I have this whole like pile of just like room is like unusable. And then this side is nice. Yeah. Um, so for shooting videos, you know, even little things, I went out and got a different camera lens. I got like a wide angle lens so I can have it closer and get like, you know, I have more ways to get things done without being like, oh, I got to clean the whole room, got to set the backdrop up, you know, so that kind of thing. So it's kind of just like a practical side for me. And I think, you know, you mentioned like feeling good about yourself and, you know, clean space and feeling like you can do things. I think there is like an underlying feeling of like you're being lazy or you're like, yeah, it's like, why am I leaving this like this? And you put in 
your little elephant in the room. So I think it might come, come down to that a little bit. Um, I do prefer though, big time having like a relatively organized space where it's like easy to do stuff. Like I had to get to the router the other day because the <laughs> internet completely broke. I almost like, fell like five times, you know, it's like, this is insane. So yeah. that's, I guess I wanted to find out and I'm not sure whether you can pinpoint it, but how did you know, how did your understanding of ADD, ADHD come into play? Like, did you get diagnosed? Did someone mention it to you? How did that kind of come into your awareness? Well, I was a kid. My mom took me in and, you know, I got tested for it and they said, yeah, you know, you have it. Um, it's like really hyper kid. I mean, whether that was actually, you know, the case, um, I know there's a lot of like misdiagnoses with that. Um, but what I have noticed is over time, things are people I know who have had problems like that. Um, I noticed I have a really difficult time focusing on one thing. There's very few okay. things um, like singing and playing guitar at the same time. That's one thing that I thing um so you kind of hyper focus on that yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Um, or playing video games sometimes i can really be focused on one thing but most of the time like if i'm practicing guitar for example and i think this was something that i kind of thought was strange and i talked with a few people about and they're like yeah that's kind of weird um but i'm playing i will be thinking like i could be practicing something and i'll be thinking about something completely unrelated and i'll also be thinking about maybe something i need to do so like at times there's like three different things going on in my head and it's like i can't just focus on this one thing where it's like attention to like you know these pick strokes or something it's really hard and then i start drifting off and thinking about this other thing it's like god can i like just focus on this thing i'm doing i definitely jump around a lot with my thoughts i have like a lot of um thought patterns happening all at once and a lot of different ideas and chains but i think that's also like i think that's highly in my head i'm like i'm so organized and efficient that i can and i can continue those conversations or those thought patterns and they all get tied up and very rarely leave any loose ends but a lot of people I don't know it's, it's hard in conversation because I do jump around a lot and then I pick it up it's not necessarily linear yeah yeah um I don't know if you feel this way you've had people say this type of thing like in conversation with you where they feel like you're all over the place so like that doesn't make any how does that relate to this and you're like how do, how do you not see the connection here I notice that when I'm jumping around, I have to just like just say one sentence, Jen. Don't like confuse this, especially when I meet people. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> very easy to just like it to, to most people. It seems like rambling. You know, it makes sense. Like when I talk about stuff like that. But I, I noticed something else you were saying there. Um, I do a lot. And that was, you know, jumping from one thing. I can't remember almost anything like ever. You know, really like, oh, all right yeah. i want to i want to pick your brains on that okay so yeah. is that like as in so so you go through your day you know like wake up and you, you have a, a full day is it kind of like a short-term memory loss thing or is it more just as you're so busy doing what you're doing each task to then just kind of you just move along to the next yeah i i think it's more like along the lines of i forget things that aren't because i for example like i can be been one time and know exactly how to get somewhere like no problem i'm the same like, once i've been there i will have like a photographic map memory yes exactly things but then i have a thought come into my head say like we we're talking right now and i thought about what i want to say next it's gone you'll forget it or like like small things you know, i don't think people necessarily have the hardest time forgetting but the problem is it's not like always a huge deal that i forgot something like that or can't remember in which it bothers me that I can't remember. And then I get stuck on that. Like I'm going on about it and it's like distracting me from what I'm doing. 
Yeah. With people I'm on my phone, I'm like, who the hell is this actor? And what is he from? Like, what movie is this? And to this completely unrelated thing. And now it's been like 10 minutes. Yeah. It so, will drive me nuts. I so can't then focus. what about then with your communication? Because I think this will be an interesting topic, probably for a lot of women listening as well. Like, I think there's this like surge that that people get so frustrated at communication. I try to be really understanding of people that they say they get overwhelmed with the text messages. It's very difficult for me because I'm super organized, process driven um, and super responsive, which is probably a bit of a trauma response at the same time. So <laughs> I, I'm the other end of the spectrum yeah. and I get really frustrated. So I'd be, if, if you can dive into like, how do you deal with text messaging, the volume, do you like categorize? Like if someone asks you a question, you respond, but if it's just like a sentence, like how do you process that? Cause I'm sure you get a lot cause you do teach guitar. You probably have fan base. There's probably like a lot of different people messaging you. So there's like a few different ways. I, I mean, I don't necessarily think about this now that you brought it up. I, I am. Um, there's a few different categories. So I would say I get like business relating to lessons. So there's one category of messages. Another category would be, shit people send me like memes or videos like that um <laughs> and then i have you know like people who message me just like fan stuff you know like oh it's great yeah, yeah, yeah you know whatever and then i have um like a lot of like closer friends and like people i do try to really keep an eye out for and reply to um so i guess there's like four main categories they realistically all group into one um with how i'm trying to look at it i'm really trying to just stay on top of um being responsive you know it, it shows something about like character i would say yeah i agree it shows um you know that you're someone to be relied on you know me me, i'm saying this is i have like 800 unread text but um nonetheless like i'm trying to make a change for that because i do see how in that sense and also like business-wise like i've lost a lot of like clients and Mm. opportunities and stuff because like i just just didn't get back to someone whether it, yeah or i forgot you know like that type of stuff happens and that i think that kind of ties into the the thing i mentioned before like sometimes i do just forget and um you know i've always been like people around me have always been like dude you're like a really really forgetful person and i am but there are certain things like it's well how does that make you feel though like does that affect your so i'm super sensitive and i take it to heart so say i was messaging you and you weren't responding I I do and this is like again we all have our things that we have to work on because I'm so super responsive I'm like yeah but it takes two minutes or they're online and they're doing something else how did that affect you when people would say that you're forgetful did you feel obligated to change did it just make you feel shit about yourself um it does make me feel bad sometimes but there are other times where like the things that I'm forgetting and there are other times this kind of like something else I was, I was getting into is um there are plenty of things that I don't forget you know like I can remember so there's something like in conversation sometimes I'll have a conversation sometime and I like I kind of forgot entirely what we talked about you know like the, I leave the conversation I'm like that was nice and it's like yeah, what did we say um and there's like multiple reasons for that but that can be a forgetfulness thing but there's other things where I have like a major important thing going on and like never forget so i guess how that makes me feel it depends on what it is because usually it's something kind of trivial that i'm forgetful about like did i lock my door like and i will tend to pull on my door like three times to be because i mean i don't even think it's like an like i don't want to pull on the door it's like i know i'm gonna get into my car start driving and be like 
uh <laughs> <Shit>. yeah <laughs> you know so stuff like that yeah it is bothersome but you know like i also i can't change it like to try to be less forgetful which i do you know but there's certain things where it's like i don't know why i can't remember this like this do you write stuff down like are there any other strategies that you might use to like because yeah. i find writing stuff down probably super helpful and i don't like using my phone because it's not physically in front of me i need to physically see a lot of the time yep. Yeah, I have a physical calendar that I write on, which people think is strange. But I think most people, regardless of like whatever state they're in, um, I would argue that a physical calendar will outside oh. of not being around it, perhaps mm. outside of that will always be superior to having it on your phone. Like Same. a month at a glance. Like, how can you argue with that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's it's constantly there. So you can you can keep referring to it as well, which is yep, good. exactly. And you just see the whole thing up. I write. I have a list that down in front of me right now of things I need to post later today. Um, I try to keep it a little bit more mellow now. In a, that movie with all the post notes everywhere. Oh yeah, Memento, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely had like you know, I have like a giant list of stuff on a white. I mean, I mean, I do write things down because I just forget. You know. Yeah. It's like again, it's kind of like trivial stuff. You know, like posting or like, oh, I have to email this guy about something that isn't pressing you know it's like shit like that i'll forget i just find it so intriguing because then you're doing like you I, and i don't know whether because you're so technical with the guitar like it's so intricate and you know and i think and there's so many you know there's so many elements to that like setting up your equipment pedals like sound check there's there's a lot that your brain has to be processing for that and yet for that it's like you're a machine you know what i mean like yeah. it's like built it's like your whole brain is just like a computer processor for that that talent which i think is great so yeah. on tour do you struggle with any of these types of like organizational things is that more you just kind of show up and a lot of it's taken care of for you um no i i handle a lot of that stuff like logistically and planning like i have some help from like andrew for example it's certain um but as far as like technical planning stuff, that's always me. Um, but I think I have an easier time with that stuff because my brain categorizes that as like, this is very important. You cannot yeah. forget this, you know? Yeah. Um, but there's other things where, um, in real um, in real time. Yeah. Oh, for example, like being on tour, like forget certain things. Um, I misplace stuff a okay. lot. Um, not even just on tour. I set things down and I can't find them they're gone like constantly it's it's like i have certain things i do um depending on say like what article of clothes jacket like every single thing has a place and i think a lot of people are like that but um i feel like maybe it's kind of more important for me because like i will pay for something and walk away without my wallet like like oh my god dude like get a grip you're like almost 30 and you're just like leaving your how are you doing this you know yeah um, for that's sure. like a really i mean that's kind of a big deal but that's like a silly thing meanwhile like i can like you're saying remember learning like and like music theory like all of that is like always at the forefront so i don't know if there's just like creative person like i i yeah. write music and i create stuff definitely is like i am more on like the methodical side mm -hmm. of that for sure i've never really bleeding heart like artiste you know that's like never been my thing yeah um, so I think I think that other side which is more like here's a list 
I, I listen to a really good podcast and it's like a, a neurologist or neuroscientist and he has like these amazing guests on and they were talking about um, one of the guests said, you know, I don't think you need to be happy to create. It's more about the ability to stay undistracted and be present in the work. How do you think, like, do you just think it's like a matter of being motivated and sitting down and dedicating like a certain amount of time? Like I'm going to write today or I'm going to practice today. How do you approach that? Yeah, I think that that can work. Um, sometimes you have an idea for something and you get excited. I mean, I think I think it's like a passion thing for me um, when I really feel like doing it and I'm feeling good and able. Um, it comes out better in my experience when I'm kind of in the in. So I don't really get much done. You know, I'm not like it might be like lyrical content, you know, like something to reflect back on. Like, oh yeah, eight hundredth time I've sat here looking in the mirror like a fucking piece of garbage, you know. <laughs> like, um, but it's also like some people. Everyone's different. Like, some people yeah. can really like you know function in you know pretty rough things and um different capacities, you know. So yeah, different thresholds, I guess, isn't it too? Like different different stresses as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think something you said you heard was, um, you know, being able to write music is when you're able to be like present in the moment. That's a huge thing. I mean, if I'm distracted, I know I have stuff like I'm learning a set band called violence that I'm going out with like an eighties mm -hmm. thrash band. Um, I haven't really done much. Max. It's like, I've got this elephant in the room, you know, like I need to finish learning these songs. Yeah. And then once that's done, I'll probably be able to sit down and write, you know, until then it's like, it's just kind of pressing. And I'm like, I need to get back to that. I'll get back to this now, you know, that kind of thing. I can't just focus. Do you ever feel like, because you're so, I don't know how to phrase it. I don't want to sound like, <laughs> like, a, I don't know. We say wanker in Australia, but like, or mm -hmm. a DK, like, but because you're so, uh, so technically talented with the guitar, do you sometimes feel like you can be a bit lazy because you just know you've got the ability to kind of, just do it you know like when you you've done something yeah. so many times you can just be like yeah i've got this because i'm a really good guitarist <laughs> and just um yeah with certain things um but i've also spent a lot of time i'm wasting a lot of time and i've seen a lot of people around me really grow and not necessarily like oh you're famous now or like not like that you know that you know at all but more so like as an individual with their skill set you know mm -hmm. and so that's because they didn't waste years like I have, you know, and now I have this kind of different perspective on that. Cause like one, I think it's kind of like entitled and big headed to be like, Oh yeah, I got this. Obviously there's certain things where it's like, yeah, I do have this. Like you have a skill set that is, yeah. Yeah. You're at a level that you can't really deny. I yeah. Mean, but there's fair. other things where like, there's other areas where it's like, you know, I really could be improving. And it's like, just because I'm comfortable doing most of the stuff that like a band needs me to learn a set. Yeah. I can play that all facet yeah. of like all the stuff like you know there's like certain things that like are weaker points and it's like just because i'm like yeah you could throw whatever you want at me and i'll play it mm. there's so many other things to focus on and i don't want to be complacent and like you know just kind of stay at one level i've, I've kind of got that back to i just want to keep like growing and being productive because at the end of the day that's what makes me happy if my guitar playing and like that whole side that whole part of my life is going well like my other parts of my life are better too yeah Exactly. And that's the thing they say, you know, if you focus on what you love, it, it kind of, uh, you know, it, it radiates into the other areas of, of your life as well, like everything, right? Yeah. Just do, and that's why we always say this, do what makes you happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, you have you know? to. 
Yeah. How do you then keep improving and motivating when you're already at a pretty high level of, you know, I don't know, musical ability? So what then do you look to other guitarists? What else inspires you? Are you looking at equipment, how to use different sounds? Like how do you then keep going, I want to keep pushing forward with this? Something I've been doing, so there's there's a lot of things on guitar alone that like Mm -hmm. I'm not great at. You know, like there, there's tons of things that there's people who are just infinitely better. So I can work on those things, particularly in the, the area of like improvisation, um, you know, phrasing, like songwriting. Um, you know, I've written a lot of cool stuff, but like, you know, the more you do it, like the more, you know, and it's like, you know, I could you can infinitely just keep going with that, it which practicing. is kind of it's the never ending thing. That, um, but outside of that, you know, and a few other things on guitar, probably. Um, I would say like I've been like orchestral stuff, understanding do I need to layer these instruments, um, like certain voicings, you know, different ways to approach that, um, different rhythmic elements within that music. Cause it's not like a drum kit, you know, paying attention, like watching drum videos and seeing how drummers play stuff. Cause I'm not yeah. a drummer and that's a, you know, huge part of yeah. music, you know, is like your rhythm section in a song. And that, that, that's a huge element in writing um that uh vocals is another um, yeah and i would say what i would say i would say those things are probably the big ones i mean those are all huge endless holes to go down so uh doing music for video games and things have you ever thought about going down that pathway that's something i've been thinking about and working on with all of this orchestral stuff i've been doing yes cool. Um, i'm trying to explore some more of the sounds because a lot of that stuff is um you know there's like big or yeah, like Japanese, like they get huge like composers and don't they to do the whole like yes, Final like, Fantasy. <laughs> like, yeah, but a lot of that stuff, especially modern stuff, is very much now having modern stuff in it, such as like synths and stuff. So it's like there's kind of that blend now. So yeah. I'm trying to become a little bit more versed with some of that. And, you know, a lot of it is just time spent in these programs. Like there are so like. I, like oh, you I mean like. uh do you mean like editing? Like, what do you mean by programs? Just oh, so like this, say like East West. I have a subscription oh. to them, so I have their entire. There's synths. There's it's like endless amounts of instruments to use, and so there's so yeah. back to notes. I have a document with different synth patches and stuff I like from different plugins I have, and I put a because I won't remember them. Um, so I put a note of all of them for like different sounds kind of a little you thing can go so back and reference it yeah yeah until that becomes more of like a solid memory of mine um yeah yeah just so, like exploring that kind of yeah so then what um, are you playing in the computer game realms i mean i've seen you play some stuff but like what do you what is your favorite game at the moment or what do you what are you enjoying playing um at the moment so it's kind of split there's i love playing warzone it's <laughs> very fun I, i've always been in shooters like that and this is online it's like fun you need tactics amongst your squad that you're playing with and i've been playing with some different friends and um depending who you're playing with i mean that changes how like the game goes yeah definitely yeah because it's it's more oh can you like aim and shoot like you know there's tactics involved to be smart so that's fun um but as far as like more standard games i mean i fallout fan Go on the Fallout wiki. Make sure I'm not missing anything. I found a shack and I've been in here for 10 minutes on the Fallout wiki. And it's like, I need to get, keep moving. You know, that, that's the problem with those games for me. And then I get can, option paralysis when you have to split two different. 
yeah really thinking about i'm like do i need to make a t-chart here and like see which one i want to go with like you're just like agonizing over decision making well that's but that's the same with me i have to and i've gone back and played skyrim because i don't want to join that party this time like i want to join the others to see like what quests and what ramifications and then different class race and different you know so i need to like but i i haven't been able to immerse myself as much as i'd like to and i bought um elden ring and Oh my god, it's so hard. Well, I've because it's so tactical, and I was like, oh man, I just want to roam around the countryside, but it's it's pretty difficult. Yeah, yeah, it's I've amazing. Andrew, I've been over at Andrew's. He's played that, and I've I've watched some gameplay of it. Um, but yeah. everything is trying to kill you, so it's not like you can just walk past someone and it's like, oh, you don't you can interact as a character. They're like, it's all I enjoy about like more straightforward games. Even like I'm playing Doom Eternal off and on right now, mm-hmm. but even that like. Uh, sure i don't miss a single item they're like all the secrets i find it's just like god can't i just rip through this game and not carry it i just can't do it it's impossible yeah. so. but that's, that's more mellow like a linear thing secrets yeah. i need to find it's not like i have a whole open world and i'm gonna look at the quest lines and see how they affect other ones like that I- oh yeah no i like i like doing that and but then the problem with that is i have all these side quests that just sit there and i get really frustrated i'm like oh no i need to go back and do all my side quests but then you get carried away doing like a main quest anyway Stop yeah, I all the side quests first in games like fallout um through it and then all i do is side quests until there's like almost nothing left to do so i guess maybe for people listening who are like into music or into guitar or wanting to to play can you explain like because you do teaching so what's involved how do people go about it what can they expect if because I think a lot of people would, are intimidated, you know, when they're like, oh, there's a really good guitarist and I can only play three chords. Like, do you uh, take yeah. a certain level, I think, or how do you operate with your lessons? Um, I take most levels. The only thing I don't really teach children, um, I, I want to teach people who, like, are interested. You know, it doesn't matter if you, like, suck at guitar. Like, I don't care. I'm not, like, I'm not teaching this lesson to see if you're good. I don't give a shit. Like, mm-hmm. that's wants to know the facts about you know like maybe music theory or like how things work and they're just really um interested in growing that's what i look for in someone like i don't care if you're bad like it doesn't matter yeah and i guess ultimately it's their progression and their experience as well exactly yeah and um yeah that's all that matters as long as like you know we're coming back however often we do it and it's like we're working on something new you know like i don't want to be like babysitting you know and some people are intimidated they're like sorry i'm really nervous like i get it that's fine like i was um i'm interested in you like Mm -hmm. something and like continuing with that you know like your playing will come in time like that's fine what do you love most about teaching guitar though when people are learning you know like when someone's interested because like i was like a super interested um kid in this and when i was taking music theory and guitar like i really and, you know, seeing that enthusiasm is cool. Like, I guess it run, reminds me of me. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like, oh, you know, you're just like me when I was young. I'm not like <laughs> that. I don't. It's like weird to me. But, um, you know, interested. That's what, what I enjoy. You know, even if we're just talking about building yeah. triads, you know, like something really simple and fundamental. Yeah. It's like. If- you said when you were talking about your diagnosis that that happened when you were a kid. Did you like experience like stigma growing up? Have you ever been on like medication or anything? And then what about in the music industry? Do people ever like comment on it or? No, no. So I never went on medication for it or anything. I had, I had like a, a regular heart going on when I was younger and mm-hmm. even into being an adult. Um, so I never did the medication for it because it's basically meth, you know, like it's not good for your heart, you know. Um, 
never went on anything for it. And I've just kind of, you know, been this way, I guess. And it's like, it's so normal, you know, oh, yeah. I suffer from ADHD or like ADD. Like, I don't even think about it like that. I don't even, yeah. Okay. When I, when I do think about it, I'm like, yeah, I probably have this. Cause this is just like comical how hard of a time I'm having just doing one thing right now, you know? Um, yeah. I, I guess I'm trying to understand too, like when you do have sort of attention or areas of like focus that are challenging some people don't seem to actively like it's hard for someone who doesn't have it to be like is it just a behavioral thing or do they actually have the do you know what I mean because I feel like a lot of people do say now I've got ADD or I've got ADHD and the skeptical part of me is like I don't ever want to judge anyone but there are times that I'm like do you and if you do like what are the steps that you're doing to like work on it and I don't know whether that's a fair assessment to say I I think so yeah there's a lot of people especially now more than ever who love love to be a victim rather than take like some active steps like I'm not I'm not at all dismissing it but I I struggle because I work in film and tv and um what you were saying before like I'm just astounded at how people just don't respond to things won't show up for auditions or like, and what you were saying, I've just been like, I won't tolerate it because I'm like, you need if you don't show up, you don't turn up, then like you're going to lose jobs. Like, but then they'll be like, I've got ADHD, and then I think, oh my god, I'm going to get into some type of like discriminatory. Uh, I mean, that's if someone like if if someone not showing up for something that was planned, that really pisses. That's my biggest pet hate. Yeah. yeah, that's that's not not taking responsibility and being accountable for anything, in my opinion um yeah that's that's wild you know and like in rare circumstance but I mean, of same course thing, so there's like, always I, yeah yeah it's not black and white but like a lot yeah. of the time but most I mean, people I can have... like give you a heads up like hey sorry this has come up like with notice that's totally fine but when it's like yeah. well yeah. if someone's like that cripplingly you know messed up from whatever's going on it's like you shouldn't be like, work this job right now like yeah you know, you're just not yeah. i don't know i've got like a real thing about response like being reliable and I, I really struggle with it like now and I and because I've had so many people say to me especially men I've got ADD ADHD I'm like mm, it's kind it's, I don't want to be that female that's like dismissing it and stereotyping it like you're yeah. just being flaky ghosty that's an excuse because it's really difficult you want to be empathetic and compassionate if they do actually have it right <laughs> so yeah exactly I mean and the lines are blurred and something else you said too that I never even mentioned um I had I was on medication for a long um for almost 10 years so it started when i was 13 um like going to the hospital panic attacks like having a heart attack i mean it wasn't like that's awful it's such an awful experience like out of nowhere and i would have them constantly i was taking xanax for years um i was on a few of like prozac type things yeah yeah i mean it helped me and like i don't take anything now for it like it's on the same i don't have the panic thing anymore i think it was just like it was a part of my life and like now it's like totally fine like i don't have a panic problem anymore but for horrible didn't leave the house without making sure I had like Xanax because like I might have to go to the hospital. You know, like it was crazy. Even that never really stopped me from doing things. I was always pretty reliable. Um, but yeah, as far as you're saying with the, you know, dismissing it thing, I mean, there's, it's a lot easier to be a victim and like complain than it is to like be the change you need people. And they're like, Oh, this and that, you know, like I suffer from, you know, depression or like, you know, bipolar or whatever. I'm like, well, you're out drinking almost every night you're doing blow 
what the fuck you know people i know who have like actually have that problem oh and they're messing like with uppers and downers it's yeah uh... it's like you know like i feel bad and i understand like you know you're not of good course like of you course. gotta be doing something like i can't feel bad for you when like you know you have this like serious condition mm. not like doing this to your brain it's like what are you doing you know and it's like not for a period yeah. of time but they've been i guess i kind of sounded very cold-hearted then and a bit like I don't know, just a bit of a bitch, but I, if someone can just take accountability and, and explain like, Hey, I'm sorry. Da, 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 and they're making steps towards it to change that behavior. That's completely different to just constantly using it as an excuse and then never seeing any uh, forward momentum of like trying to change it or. You know. I think it's a sign of like maturity and stuff. And like, you know, I've been like that. I had excuses for stuff and I haven't always been great, but, you know, over the years, it's like I've grown sick of, you know, ever being like that and doing those types of things. And now thing, I remember one of my good friends now, um, when we first started hanging out, he mm. bailed once, bailed again, just like last minute thing. And I remember I texted him, I was like, yo, dude, if you ever do this again, like, I'm not talking to you again, you know? Yeah, it's not, a, like, it's not okay. Like, it's really yeah, like, I don't care yeah. what's going on. Like, let me know. Like, I'm making it takes two seconds. Out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm making plans out in the bail, like. If that's too much to ask, like, I don't want you as a friend, you know? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't do that to someone. You know, I have done that um, and, like, let people know what's going on. You know, yeah. I'm sure at some point in my life I've just, like, bailed on someone. I'm sure I've done that. I can't think of one, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean, we're but, all human. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, now something like that's something later today. And I think after we do this, like, I'm going to call and be like, hey, like, I, I got to work on something like I can't, you know? Yeah, that's like the courteous thing to do, you know, as a functioning yes, of course. adult person who is trying to be, you know, an upstanding dude and, you know, be reliable. Like, that's just how you do it. Yeah. And I think acknowledging if you've hurt someone, like, I'm really sorry, my actions are impacting you. Like, just an acknowledgement of how, you know, how that's that's impacted you, because I I have like extreme abandonment issues, which is not uncommon with people. So I. I have to check myself, like, am I overreacting, you know, like, or, but I've, I've come over time to be like, no, asking for the bare minimum is not, is not an extreme reaction. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. And that's good though. Cause some people, I mean, you know, I've met people who have like, you know, have this like, you know, or something and you see it really commonly now which it like does get even going back to what you said like it leads mm. to question the the authenticity of like said yeah. disorder because a lot of people are like oh i have this this and this it's like no you're just like you're you don't have anything you're just like yeah 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 but when people like that um like it's good to check like i have to do that thing stuff and read really far into stuff like it's painfully so and it's like am i being am i looking at this too much you know maybe this isn't a big deal you know sometimes it's like I'll forget to text someone back or I think I sent a text and I didn't. And like, if that were the tables returned, I might be sitting there thinking like, what's going on with this person, this and that. When in reality, it's like, I literally just didn't hit send. Like the message is typed out. Like it's good to check and make sure. Cause if you just act on like that impulse of low, it's like, you can't go through life just like freaking out on people, you know, unjustified. Yeah. yeah it is good to, to check in. Thank you so much for joining me and being my first guest and sharing all your insights. I think a lot of people will find that very valuable. What can we expect from you? Have we got any other concerts, any tours coming up, or are you done for a bit now? 
Australia, New Zealand. Um, you are coming to you are coming to Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. March um, first, I fly out for show. I'm I'll still be Canada. here. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> City of Vietnam, Singapore, Bangkok, and then outside of that, I'll probably be doing some Voidbringer stuff. As far as other tours, um, Voidbringer probably won't be touring this year. I'd like to get some more music out and get a full mm-hmm. lineup. Um, Interloper maybe later this year, but I'm teaching, making videos making video yeah. game videos guitar videos yeah. you know yeah and if yeah and look i i highly recommend your instagram it's very entertaining <laughs> it's for other people who need content i like watching people play i don't know i, I guess that's why twitch was invented so we could watch people play yeah i just did something <laughs> I, I posted something on tiktok yesterday and it's like two hundred twenty thousand views i think it's because like, it's digestible it's just a quick bite size and people can just you know get yeah. in there yeah that's it's fun. fun like more people play call Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you and I look forward to seeing what you bring out. Thank you. All right. Well, I will uh, talk to you later then.